This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. It's superb to be with you as we start a brand new month, the 1st of February. It's crazy how fast this year is going already. First month done and dusted, but uh, yeah, so it is, I guess. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget, if you want to be in touch, you can follow us on social media. Just search for The Kona Edge on Twitter. we at The Kona Edge on the Instagram. It's uh, Kona Edge. That's where you can find us or just uh, look us up on Facebook as well. You can pop me an email if you'd like to reach out, brad at thekonaedge.com. That uh, goes straight into my inbox, so let me know what's on your mind. But uh, let's talk stories today. I love sharing these stories and uh, get to share another fantastic athlete story with you today. And it's a great pleasure to welcome Kathy Winkler onto the Kona Edge. Pleasure to welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge, Kathy Winkler. Kathy, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. You are more than welcome, Brad. Kathy, this is one of the bigger to be here. the bigger time zone changes that uh, we do on the Kona Edge. You're in California. I'm in in Cape Town. Ten hours uh, the difference. Early morning where you are, getting on sort of late afternoon where I am. But uh, California, great great place to to train and, and race triathlon. What what's the scene like there? It's unusually cold for us right now. It's about 35 in the morning, which is very unusual. We're lucky in that we have generally fantastic weather and a great great area around us to train. Not too much traffic, lots of open space. I couldn't ask for more. Do, do you pretty much train throughout the year or do you, do you take a bit of a break uh, during winter? I take a, I train throughout the year, but it is very easy training. So we've had a lot of rain this week, and that's okay. Since I'm not training hard right now, I'm really just kind of resting up. And yesterday we had a bit of sunshine, so I got out for about a two-hour ride. Nothing crazy, just enough to get me outside. Brilliant. And and as far as sort of kicking things up again, when will you really sort of kick into, into top gear and, and building towards your new season? My hope is that... January, I will sort of get back on some sort of program. I feel like I've been drifting right now, which in some ways is nice to have unstructured time. At the same time, I can be my own worst enemy. So it's nice to have a plan and a goal to reach towards. Well, and that will start in January. Well, I was going to say, what's the, what's the goals for, for 2017? I'm still... Not 100% sure, but I have a couple of shorter races in one in April. I'll just do the little local Lava Man out in Hawaii. June, I'll do the Escape from Alcatraz here in San Francisco. I'll probably do another local race in um, July or August. And then I may, I'm still doing a bit of research, but I may go super long in October. How, how long is super? The, how long is super long? It's a multi-day event, and I don't know how long it will take me. It's sort of like a ram where you just you start and when you finish, you finish. But the swim part is twenty-one miles, and the bike is about four hundred, and the run is one thirty-five. Wow! Those would all be new distances for me. I'm sure that that is that is incredible, but. Ethie, let's take a, a step back and, and look where it all started for you. Uh, the, the the triathlon bug, when did, when did that bite? 
You know, I used to do one with a girlfriend back from when I was in college. We would do one a year just as sort of a girl's outing and see where it led us. It probably wasn't until 2001 that it really became more serious. I just did some local events and I met a group of guys that had a team in the East Bay and we were at a small local race and I I beat one of them. Actually, I beat both of them. And a year later, he came back and said, I don't know if you remember me, but here's my name. And I have tracked all your races. And my only goal is to beat you. And I was a little taken aback. I'm like, well, thank you. I <laughs> Pleasure to see you again. And he said, I'm forming a team and I need a girl and I want you to be the one. You do whatever it is you want to train because he lived quite a ways away. And he goes, my team will pay for the races and we'll tell you what races to go to. And that sounded like a good deal to me. I had two small kids and was a teacher. And so that worked. And 2001, one of my assigned races was the Half Fine Man in Santa Rosa. And I was not really into that distance and completed the race and won a Kona slot. And so I went and I had a great year at Kona that year. And that sort of was where it all started. Kathy, you mentioned sort of doing this with two two small kids. You're you're a, a kindergarten teacher as well, so juggling and 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 I mean it's tough enough training for one sport, but managing three different sports and having a, a young family as well. It 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 must have come with its own challenges. It certainly did. We had a lot of discipline in my house. I think having a German military upbringing was probably in my favor. We packed everything up the night before my kids were both swimmers then as they grew up so i would usually take one one or both of them to morning workout i would get my own workout done while they were swimming and then pack up we'd all go to school and then afterwards they'd have afternoon workouts and i would work out again after i had dropped them off at theirs i always have run shoes in the trunk of the car and we just made it work it's 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 got a lot to do with planning, doesn't it? Making sure that you you know what needs to be done and uh, and and just getting it done. Yes, definitely, and a lot of pre organizing, and then just also being willing to do things on the fly. So, if my kids, we would be at swim meets for all day, both days of the weekend, and if they made finals, I learned easy and or quickly the first time. My daughter made finals. I had thought we would be home by 11 a.m. And she made finals, which didn't start till 5. So, of course, I was thrilled for her, but quickly had to assess what I had in the trunk of my car. I'm like, I have a watch. I've got run shoes. I have a bathing suit. I can go buy some running shorts and I can find a trail. I'll be fine. We'll make this happen. Kathy, I find that amazing. And, and often people... Where, where someone might find an excuse to not do something someone else will find a reason to do it and and the circumstances might be exactly the same you, your circumstances obviously weren't ideal and uh it, it probably could have been easier but you may do with what you had and 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 that was it. it it's it's a mindset thing isn't it it's what you choose to do when you do it absolutely and it's I kind of look at it as a great opportunity. I have found some amazing places to go run that I would have never found had I not been in some other part of the state that I hadn't planned on being on. And I've met some really neat people along the way. I was 
down at a beach in Southern California one time and needed to go for a swim. And I ran into some man who offered to go with me because I was a little afraid to go out around the rocks. I didn't know what the wildlife or what the conditions were like out there in the ocean. And so I just have made some amazing friends along the journey. And that's been pretty great. And your girls growing up uh, around the, the triathlon scene, are they pretty active today? They are. My older daughter swam and played water polo all through college and was All-American in water polo all four years. My younger daughter is still currently swimming down at UCLA. So it's been an athletic family from the very beginning. Do you, do you think they'll, they'll make the transition to, to triathlon at some stage? I don't know. They have both done the escape from Alcatraz with me. They were the youngest competitors when they were 11 and 12. And they've each done it probably about three times. My older daughter, she's just busy right now juggling work and being a, a fresh out of college sort of living on her own person. She still runs. She was playing water polo with a club for a while. So I'll see where it takes her. My younger daughter... I think we'll want a bit of a break, but I think she's also open to it. And if she goes to grad school, knows that she would have four years of eligibility if she did triathlon. So that might be something that she would jump into. Have you, when did you realize you had ability in the sport? You know, it really wasn't until 2001. I could do these little small races and do okay. And I thought that was just sort of where I was. In fact, I had tried an Ironman the year that my first daughter was born in 92 and I thought how hard can it be I mean you sit on the bike and my strategy at that point was not a wise one I thought well I'm not going to really train because that's a lot of time to put into training and if I don't like it that would be a waste of time I'll just wing it and see what happens and if I like it then I'll go back and do another one and actually train and I cannot tell you how many things went wrong that day. And I ended up in the med tent and just said, it's not for me. And then in 2001, when I got this Kona slot and my friends said, you have to go. People try their whole life to go to Kona. And I said, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I trained and I was so nervous that I was not going to finish. And I would be the last one in that day. And I ended up. I didn't even know until the following day. I finished the race. I didn't feel well. I went back to bed, hung out with my family, and the next morning went to pick up my bike and check the results, and I had won my age group, and I thought, well, you know, I wouldn't have picked it, but maybe maybe this is my gift, and if it is, I should use it. Training, training, so went back. training makes a big difference, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> a little wiser. I got a coach and followed the plan, and it worked out a lot better. I normally ask people who have experiences like that, what did you do differently second time around? But but you answered that. You trained second time around. That makes a, makes a massive difference. Talk about getting a coach and, and getting help. Uh, a lot of people wing it. They, they try and figure it out for themselves. You, you, you got a coach uh, in, in your career as well. What, what was the thinking behind getting someone to help you? Well, it was I had had a stress fracture earlier in the year and then I had passed out in a race with heat stroke. And so when I qualified for Kona, it was actually right before I had gotten a coach because I said, I think I need, I need some help. Clearly I'm doing something not right here. And 
he's wonderful. I still have the same coach, Dwayne Franks, and he just keeps me so balanced. And he also, in some ways, I feel like he knows me so well, he shouldn't have to ask any questions. But I think the questions are often more for myself. It was a couple years ago, he sat me back and he sort of had this triangle and he said, okay, if you really want to be the best you can be, and you will do anything to be the best in your sport, you're in this corner. If your family is important and you want to do, you know, support their goals and what they're doing, that is in this corner. And if doing what you love, which is not maybe working super hard, but I love going out with friends and just going for a long, long ride with no intervals, no nothing, that's in this corner. And I said, well, I, I like all of those. I'm not willing to go on the treadmill for hours or to, you know, do all the wattage tests and all that. I, I don't find joy in that. I love my outside time, but I like being good too. And of course I'm going to support my family and take off on their weekends and, and support what they're doing. So I said, if that means I'm not the absolute best, that's okay. And if it means that maybe I do a little bit of work on the trainer, I can stomach that, but not very much. So finding that balance for myself and just recognizing that that's where it is, he will support that and make my program so it fits that. And he keeps me healthy for the most part, you know, making me recognize that different stressors my body would see as stress, um, you know, family changes, pressures at work, things like that. He says, your body reads that as stress, even though you don't count that as a workout you still need to adjust for that. So he will do that for me so I don't grind myself into the hole. Finding that balance is, is important. And, and I think it's, it's just the way society is, I think. As a, as a mom, there, there's obviously lots of, of guilt that comes along with being away from, from your family and, and spending time doing something that's good for you. And, and, and I'm not saying you, you should or you shouldn't, but and, and if society is wrong or right, but it is it is something that's difficult to to or, or an added thing that you have to to worry about uh, the, the the juggling of it all has has that been a a, a challenge to you and and dealing with with those sorts of thoughts. It has been a challenge, for sure. I mean, in some ways, I would never say that I am lucky because I wouldn't wish this on anyone. But I was a single parent for most of my kids' youth. And so Saturdays would be my day by myself. So I didn't have the guilt. I knew they were with their dad and I would go and spend my whole day out on the bike. And that was my big kind of alone time. And the rest of the time I could do just early mornings. They were up, you know, kind of doing their thing or I would let them sleep in and I would work out and be home before they woke up. Kathy, the the lure to do the the long things. I mean, you you mentioned what what could be on the cards in in October, but why the attraction to to an Ironman or or like the the really long endurance sort of stuff? Some of what I like about it now, the older I get, is you don't have to go fast. You can just go. And as I'm getting older, because I'm fifty now, some there's some appeal to that. Um. I think in some ways, too, it's sort of like, what's the next frontier? What can I do that's different and that will be a new challenge for me? 
So I, I like that too. I can't say there's anything wrong with being done with your workout. Um, after a couple hours, that sounds very nice in some ways, but it's also in some ways, I don't think it takes that much more time to go long. If that makes sense. It seems like, you know, if I do intervals one day on a hill near me, it either takes an hour and 20 minutes if I'm going to be training for a half Ironman or maybe a little longer because my body's just conditioned to go longer now, or it takes an hour if I'm going to go short and it sure hurts a lot more. <laughs> that it does. Kathy, as, as far as keeping fresh and, and motivated to keep getting out, you've, you've been around the sport for a while now. You've, you've made a few trips to the big island. What, what, what keeps you going? What, what keeps you fresh and, and wanting to keep getting up when it's early and when you don't really feel like it? Uh, what, what motivates you? Oh, I do. I feel like a total relic now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always it's having that little goal, something on the horizon. So that's why I sign up for races. In some ways, I feel like I have nothing that I have to prove. If anything, it would only be um, kind of a downer. You know, like I've I've been very fortunate. I've had some amazing results in sort of all the races I've done. And so this past year, there were some new new adventures. I went down to Chile and I raced in Pucan, and that was something that was totally different for me. Scary because I didn't speak the language. But um, having that goal to go and do something different makes you get up and do it. It's fear of failure, really, for me. What? I, I don't want to get there and, and not be able to complete. Mm. What, what are you most proud of? With your with your athletic uh, sort of endeavors, I think my ability to have been able to have success for as many years as I have and pretty much injury free, and the fact that I've been successful from sprint to ultraman, I've I've just been lucky in that every distance has there's been a good day. If you could go back and, and talk to yourself when you were starting out in your career, that, that first Ironman back in, in the early 2000s, knowing what you know now, what would you, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> Drink some water, girlfriend. <laughs> Don't be so silly. My strategies then were so ridiculous. You know, like Don't drink very much because you don't want to have to stop and get off and go to the bathroom. Well, hello, it's 104 out. That clearly is not going to work. So, you know, just being so comfortable with self and family and friends. And, you know, this year even I looked at some of my events and I said, this is hurting so much. And my words to my husband at Vineman, my, my qualifier this year, I got off the bike and I said, you know, for whatever reason, I feel like I, I just don't have it today. It is not coming together for me. I will start the run, but I don't know that I will finish. And I'm going to smile as big as I can while I'm out there. And maybe if I see photos afterwards, I will trick myself into thinking I had a good time. And I'll just be gracious and friendly to everyone I see, and that will get me through. And it did. So I think having the right attitude, being comfortable, being okay with whatever happens. I never go with a watch. 
or a heart rate monitor. I know people who race and they're like, well, I know my time has to be this by the end of the bike if I'm going to get a slot. I never do that. It's always just with my own heart. If I'm feeling good, it either happens or it doesn't. And it all happens for a reason. So just soak it up. Know that you might not have the opportunity to be in this one location ever again and enjoy it for what it's worth. I love that. I think that is such a, a great way to to approach things. And, and I think for a lot of people, particularly if you're an A-type personality, it, it'll be difficult to let go of that control, particularly of not racing with a, with a watch. But learning to know how your, your body reacts and feels is, is a skill in itself. I think a lot of people, and I don't know if you agree, get caught up in the numbers of heart rate and power that they almost forget that what their body is trying to tell them. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a great tool. And I think people are programmed differently, too. I mean, there are some people who've had tremendous success and all their workouts are done on a treadmill and on a bike trainer. And they're very smart about it. And they're very calculated about their food and all of that. That's just not my personality. I always say, like, I would not be a good astronaut. I could not have the same food day after day and live in a small space. I like to just kind of go where the wind takes me and see what I can fit in within that little space. Kathy, how many how many Ironmans do you still think you've you've got in you? I mean, it, it takes an enormous physical toll. You've been doing you've done a few already. I mean, how how long do you do you plan on still still doing this? I plan on racing at some level in, until I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't know how many more specific Ironman races I will do. Um, but I would never stop racing. I don't think it's it, because I like having that, that challenge in front of me. Let's talk about qualifying for Kona. There's lo- there's lots of people out there and uh, I'm sure there's a few are spitting nails when they, they hear your story and, and uh, particularly racing on the big Island and winning your age group first time out and not actually knowing it until the day after. But what does it take to, to race on the big island what's what's the key to getting there the key to getting there or the key once you're there i'll ask you that in a moment what's the key to 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 getting there and 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 making sure you qualify what's what's the secret to it well i don't know that there always is a secret i think some of it is luck if you look at the events that there are and the slots available especially now it's come down to sort of such a science it's a lot, a lot of times it seems like if you know who's going to be at your race, what you should do, and I do not do, but is if you know the key players in your age group is you get in touch with them and ask them where they're going to go and you go somewhere else. I think you also need to find an event that maybe suits your strong points. For me, I like heat or I don't crumble as quickly as others do in heat is maybe a better way to put it. So hot races are good for me. Um, some hills are good for me. I'm not a super technical rider. In fact, I, I really say I have no skills on the bike. I can just put my head down and go. But that is my weakness. So a hard run course would be good. A hard swim would be good for me. Finding a course that suits your, your skill set is good. It sounds like Kona was made for you. Yes, Kona is good for me. I like Hawaii. <laughs> Let, let's talk about what it takes to to put in a good race on the Big Island. What's the what's the key to to success in in Kona? 
I think being smart there and not getting caught up in the game that so many people play, you know, it's okay if people pass you, they may come back to you later. You don't have to be in front all the time. I think a lot of people go out too hard on the bike and that bike course is never the same on any given day. It can be very windy where it blows you across the road. It can be um, super hot. You know, your water bottles can get launched. Any number of things happen where suddenly your day changes. And as long as you're smart and you stay within sort of your own zone, that doesn't mean necessarily looking at the monitor and making sure you're holding a certain speed or wattage because with wind, et cetera, that can change. Um, but staying somewhat comfortable so you're not completely blown out by the time you get off the bike. If I say the word Kona, what do you think? I just always think of that long road between Javi and the pier and dry lava, wind, sunshine, it means so many things. We also, we have a home there now as well. So Kona, does, it brings me a lot of joy. We have a lot of friends there. I love swimming in the ocean there. We have, you know, dolphins romping underneath you and turtles go by. It just, it's lovely. There's nothing I don't like about Kona. Can Although you, race week can get a little intense. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's the sideshows, so to speak, uh, around, around Kona. I mean, it's, it's as an experience it must be fantastic as an athlete first time around but once you've been a few times uh it's it must get a bit much and and you try and get away from it would you advise people try and stay away from it in race week i absolutely try and stay away from it i find myself becoming a bit of a head case and there's just too much pressure i don't know if i put it on myself or if i just feel it from others there's so much hype about the race and the people that get there, it seems, are very determined type A once they're there. You know, they many people have so much invested in this race with between the coaching and new equipment and, you know, time and away from their job or family or whatever, that everyone's sort of on pins and needles. This year, I felt lucky because I really, I bought tickets to go out because my girlfriend was having a birthday party. So I said, if I make a Kona slot, great. If I don't, I'm just going to be there for her birthday. And spent part of the time at her birthday. The rest of the time, I tried to stay out of town. We're down kind of six miles out of town. And that's really best for me. If I can find a friend and go to another part of the island, hang out in a little hippie town, and just kind of stay out of that action, it's really best. I'm going to ask you this question. When are you going back to, to race again? Is is 2017 the goal, or is it a case of if it happens, it happens? If it doesn't, it doesn't? 2017 will not be a Kona year for me. I'll go do smaller races there, but I won't go for an Ironman slot this year. I need a change of pace. And I also think it's harder now. My My rule before was to never do more than one Ironman in a year, and that's not possible anymore. With the way it's structured, you have to qualify at an Ironman. So that, and I think that's also hard on the body. So for every year, I don't know how I will shake that down. 
it's interesting you you talk about one a year i mean we've had age groupers here who do four five six and and not just do them but they they absolutely smash them in a year uh, i find it interesting you say say one a year is, is that a a, a personal preference of yours do you, or do you think looking at the guys and girls who are doing five or six a year you look at them and you think gee that's crazy it's a personal preference of mine and then i also look at longevity for people that i know there are some kind of key players who have done who have been doing this race for a long time who are older but then i look it's some of the men who have been doing it for a long time. They don't go every year. Um, in fact, there's quite a few that will only go when they're the youngest in their age group. And then they take four years off and then they'll come back again when they age up. And maybe that's smart. You know, there's a lot of wear and tear on the body. And I think the older you get, it's sort of that mixed bag where I'm like, yes. I love doing this specific race, but how many more do I have before I then do something where I can't just go run a 10K? And I would really be miserable if I couldn't do that. Mm. And so finding the balance with all of that. I try and do a lot of complimentary things. I do a lot of running in the water. This year before Kona, I had a stress fracture in my foot, so I hadn't run for five weeks going in. And then did the race and then I was off the foot for another five weeks to make sure that it fully healed just running in the water alone. So, um, you know, trying to find it so that you keep the body healthy and don't, don't blow it out too soon. Some of the people that I see who are younger, who love it and will do four or five a year. I mean, that's great. And if that makes their heart sing, that's what they should be doing. But it would sadden me if they were, not able to do it after they turned, you know, 40 because of issues yeah. in their body. And, and you're only going to know that once you once you hit 40, unfortunately. And uh, it's it's uh, when age starts catching up, it's it's not fun. Let's let's talk about that. The 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 sort of balance of trying to go faster and, and counteract aging. It's uh, the struggle is real, as they say. Oh yeah, I know now. I I am not getting any faster. I work 10 times harder just to not get slower. And it's depressing, I guess, but it's the way it is. And I'm kind of okay with that. Part of me, in a way, also thinks, I don't know, I've, I've just, I've been so happy with everything that I've achieved that part of me maybe doesn't have that same level of hunger or it's just not important. So if I go to the pool and... I'm not hitting the times that I want on the clock. I'm like, ah, oh, well, just another day. Maybe it'll happen on Wednesday. Maybe it won't. And as long as I feel good and I'm happy, it's not worth it for me to grind myself into the ground trying to achieve a goal that is, that's not fun. You know, why spend that much time doing something if you don't, if you don't like it? Absolutely. I think that is uh, such great advice. And I think uh, we can leave it there. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you next time out where we talk about the individual disciplines. But uh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Kathy. I think it's going to inspire a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I just love how everyone comes from different backgrounds and uh, everyone has different struggles. And, and you've obviously had some in, in your career, but man, have you overcome them? You, you're an absolute machine. Uh, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. 
Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for The Kona Hitch. Yeah.